Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. Caroline, you've got a bit of science to go through today, so let's. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you now. Why don't you tell us, first of all, about the Mars Perseverance rover, which we love, by the way. We do. Good old Percy there on Mars. Um, <laughs> Percy! Who, I love uh, that one! I yeah. love that Percy! <laughs> Um, who collected um, a rock sample from the surface of Mars. What happened there, Caroline? It sure did. So, yes, Mars Perseverance rover collected its first uh, rock sample. So, as we know, Perseverance is a rover. It landed on Mars as part of the NASA Mars 2020 mission. It launched July 30th in 2020, and it landed on Mars in February 2021 in the Jezero Crater. And I'm sure we we did speak about that when it was... um, when it landed, when we, it was about to land. Um, so its main mission is to search for signs of microbial life, which is absolutely exciting. So um, what it does, it searches for clues about life that have may, may have been on Mars. And also, um, we know it had, it took along little ingenuity, um, the ingenuity helicopter in its underbelly and when it landed and then let it go. And um, so the other... Um, mission is to test technologies for the future exploration of Mars by humans. And um, and we know that Ingenuity had a few test flights and flew really well, and it's actually been flying all over the place since then. So we know that we're able to create a... um, a little craft that can fly on Mars, and since cool. it did it so successfully, cool. it's um actually the the next it's actually gone into another phase of the mission for the helicopter because I thought they they just thought they were going to fly it a couple of times and that would be it for it, but actually now they've gone into exploring the capabilities of the craft, which will oh, so give us awesome. some more so clues nice. into yeah. so how cool. do we fly on Mars yeah. in the future. So mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so as part of the mission, Perseverance rover carries a drill for coring into the Martian soil and it's got tubes for storage of the samples. It also has a camera on board so the mission people back on Earth can see how successfully or not the sample collection has gone. So an attempt was already made um, back in early August this year. So they went through the usual protocol. They sent the commands for collecting, coring and collecting um, and, you know, first lot of data verified that a depth of seven centimetres was, was cored. So they got that far. Wow, the seven centimetres. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then um, the cache cam on board captured images to confirm that, yes, sample was transferred, transferred from the corer and the sample was um, put in the tube, sealed and placed into storage or so they thought. Unfortunately, oh. <laughs> the oh. um, the volume measurement and images afterwards um, taken when the tube, you know, was put away, um, showed that somehow between storing, you know, coring, putting it in the sample, storing the the soil had come out. They're not really sure uh, what happened. Oh. The process worked, but the soil didn't make it. So. <laughs> 
they had another go. Um, so the second attempt was started on September 1st. So commands for coring um, using the rotary percussive drill at the end of the Perseverance robotic arm was used. They um, so And they decided they would sample a rock nicknamed Rochette and uh, which was flat and briefcase size. So an interesting subject. This time they decided they'd send the steps, the, the commands step by step. So after coring was completed, the arm maneuvered so that the Mars Cam, Mars Cam Z camera could image the contents of the tube holding the sample, which was unsealed. So then they transferred, transmitted these images to Earth so the controllers, mission controllers could say, yes, okay, samples in there. And um, after confirmation, the command was sent to complete the rest of the process and put away the sample. So the, the sample was transferred to the rover's interior. It was measured. It was imaged. They confirmed it. Next step. Cool. <laughs> the sample was sealed and imaged. Okay, got the sample. They stored the sample away. So mission successful. They managed to call a rock and grab a sample. Awesome. Cool. So wow. wow. what will happen is um, they also plan to travel to different areas or types of geological areas in the Jezera Crater over the next few years. And then future missions are being designed to actually go and get the sample, bring the That's sample to back say. to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for now, they're just being stored on Mars for future uh, missions. So don't get too excited <laughs> about finding results about the samples. Um, so you do have to wait a little while. Oh, hold um, on, Carolyn. Hold on. Yeah. Are you telling me we have like a mini warehouse on that little rover? We do. Rover? Mm. We oh, do. so cool. Yeah, we do. That's cool. Yeah, That's cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. And um, yeah, so the, the, the tubes are going to be stored inside the rover. And the rover's going to be have travelled between 2.5 and 5 kilometres and fill about 43 sample tubes while going around the crater. The idea is that various regions of the Jezera crater will give a wider picture of what was happening geologically and hopefully biologically in this oh, area yes, of Mars. Yeah, yeah. So the next location they want to sample will be um, the delta region of the Jezera crater. It's a fan-shaped area where an ancient river met a lake in the crater itself. Oh, wow. It's, they expect it's going to be uh, rich in clay minerals. Now, the cool thing about this is that on Earth, these kind of minerals usually have fossilised microscopic life. Yes. Oh, no um, way. Because, yes. Yeah, because they're associated with biological processes. So they're made, you know, those yeah. minerals usually are a result of a biological process. So... I'm even more keen for them oh to build those gosh. missions to go back yeah. to Mars yes. and collect those samples ASAP because I ain't getting any younger. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, well done to the Perseverance team. That's It's a really big achievement to be able to collect those samples and to have them stored there. Um, and and that, that rover is just amazing. Just It's doing amazing things. So, um Go on the NASA website and have a look. It's got all the mission details there, updates, photos. I love the photos. They're my favorite thing, <laughs> you know, just seeing Mars, you know, amazing. Oh, so. Go Percy, go Percy. Yeah. yeah. What a great yes. mission. Can't wow. wait to see. Well, I mean, just imagine, everyone, that they managed to get a Mars rock 
back to earth, a sample. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That'll be, yeah, that'll be a momentous achievement. Cannot wait. Cannot and then wait. tell us, and then find out what it reveals to in, in, to study it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So let's, uh, let's go from Mars to, uh, to ancient earth. Uh, to the Cretaceous period, <laughs> and what are these T Rexes doing? Give us some some dinosaur info. Uh, how does tell us how Cretaceous love hurt, Caroline? Oh yes, it did. So on good old Earth, we've had life here for billions of years. Well, I don't know if there's billions, but definitely millions of years. <laughs> okay, so um, well, who knows? A very early microscopic life. Anyway, so Whoa. you can ponder on this for a very long time. So we do have millions of years old skeletons and fossils from our good old friend Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, he might not have been such a good old friend if we met him face to face, but that's another story. So (laughs) our modern animals, we often know that some of them will um, fight each other when when they reach adulthood. They might be fighting over mates, over territory, over food. Um, And it seems from the fossil evidence that Tyrannosaurus rex and other dinosaurs like Tyrannosaurus rex um, used to fight each other as well. They found theropod skulls, which which Tyrannosaurus rex falls into the the, um, class of theropods. They are flesh-eating dinosaurs. Um, They are obligate bipeds, which mean their hind legs are used for providing support and locomotion. And, you know, we all know that T-Rex has these tiny little forelimbs (laughs) with claws. (laughs) and um, We've all seen Toy Story. Yes, we have. (laughs) And, um, you know, their, their hands were probably used for grasping and tearing at prey as they try to bite their heads off. And um, their feet um, resemble those of birds. And it's so true because you look at the chicken's feet. Like I look at my chickens every day and I see those feet and I'm like, they're literally scaly. And I'm like, you were once a dinosaur, right? (laughs) And they act like they were once dinosaurs too. You just watch chickens (laughs) for long enough and you'll realize that they are actually dinosaurs. Do you watch them staring at you and then go, clever girl? (laughs) Yes, and then she will stare back at me. That's the scary part. (laughs) Eek, eek, eek. So they they sampled 528 theropod skulls, and researchers found that 122 of these had deep bite marks and healed lesions on them. So the bite marks actually appeared in 60% of the adult-sized animals and none Ooh. in the younger ones, which really suggests that the older ones were fighting each other. Um, naughty re- dinosaurs, naughty I dinosaurs. I know. Goodness how, me. How, I know, how Ouch. rude of them. <laughs> uh, researchers suggested in a paper in the Paleontology Journal um, that adult theropods bit each other when they reached adulthood and when they were looking for mates and establishing a social dominance. Ah. The bite mark orientation actually suggested that the dinosaurs fought side by side using lateral head swings to grab each other's jaws. Oh, ouch. ouch. <laughs> Imagine. Oh. Okay, it's fair enough. You're a T-Rex with huge teeth, but you see another T-Rex coming at you with those teeth. Ew. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh. I know. So the skulls of smaller theropods were examined as well. Um, Now, these theropods um, actually did give rise to today's birds. So, yes, they were once dinosaurs. Um, None of them had bite marks, which suggests that these animals just, you know, they didn't fight each other anymore over mates or territory or anything. But we do know 
that some of them had feathers. So there's evidence, what? you know, fossils yeah. with feathers. Yes. Ooh, so, cool. um, yeah, definitely. So they're thinking that they stopped fighting each other bit smarter and just started flapping their beautiful feathers around to catch a mate, you know. So, you know, oh, you, it's a dance move now, yes, not a, not a exactly. violent. <laughs> Imagine that, like a, 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 cool. a dinosaur-y bird thing. And like we know that today's birds, a lot of the time, the males of the species will have the more elaborate, fancy feathers. Think of a peacock, for example. I was going to say a peacock, yeah, a that was very, the one that yeah, came to Yeah, a very good example. So have yeah. really beautiful feathers and, you know, when they see another male, they'll put their fan up and you start yep. flapping it around and you know it's supposed to show off to the female look at me i'm strong and amazing and gorgeous so um <laughs> you know and it's fun to watch so it's, <laughs> it's a much better strategy than bite each other's, faces, bite each other's off. face off yeah, exactly, yeah so there you go um something interesting i just thought maybe we hadn't actually i don't well i'd never heard of it before you know this is a new research suggesting that dinosaurs used to bite each other's faces so i thought everybody else had to, had to know about this as well very very interesting i think the more we we well not asked necessarily but paleontologists study dinosaur fossils the more they learn and you know the better picture we have about the way they used to live and interact and rather than Definitely. just us looking at bones going, oh, yeah, they look cool, but now we get to learn about them. Yeah, amazing. They wouldn't have bit each other's faces off if they had the internet, I reckon. They would have just sent a nasty comment on Facebook. <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah, true, yeah. True. I'm the alpha. No, yeah. I'm the alpha. No, me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't make me come over there and bite you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. I dare you that's, to. That's like an extreme version of face off, man. I was like, Oh, face off. Go going at each other. Wow. Yeah, it's almost like gladiator. Are you not entertained? <laughs> um, it's always, but each it's other. always fascinating, Caroline, like to see how the behaviors of dinosaurs, these, you know, millions of year old animals, mm -hmm. uh, how it how we see a link to the behavior of our current animals. Like, oh, I was about, about to people, say. You know, but, yeah. 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 And the, the evidence, you know, like you said of, um, you know, like, cause you do look at some birds, like I've looked, you know, like our cassowary here in Australia. Mm, yes. I mean, it's you look at its example. feet and you go, you think, oh my gosh, that looks like its feet look just like a, uh, like a velociraptor yeah. on Jurassic Park or yeah. something. But And its beak and yeah. it's got like this, yeah. like a, what do you call it? Not a horn exactly, but it's like, yeah. it's got a very hard plate on its head that stands up very, like a mohawk, like a bone mohawk yeah. really. Yeah, and it, you, you go, I'm pretty sure I've seen dinosaur fossils with similar yes, things yeah. on them. Yeah. It, it's like a modern day dinosaur in some yeah. way. It's not reptilian or anything, but yeah. the thing is like, I mean, and we know you don't mess with this bird. This bird no, has killed people. We know. In the, yeah. in the long yeah. list of Australian animals that kill people. Yeah, this, that's one of them. These are really dangerous. Cassowaries yeah. are gorgeous, but don't go anywhere yeah, near they're it. great to just look at, but don't go anywhere near away. them. Yeah. Worse than an emu, just like. An emu yeah, will they, steal your bag of chips, but a cassowary yeah, will pack your head Yeah, an emu will take your food, but a cassowary, yeah. I mean, these are these are human sized. They are <laughs> taller than me creatures. too. They're just so you don't want to meet one in the wild. Yeah, no. yeah. That that or a kangaroo that wants to box you. You don't want to meet them either. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like Dom said, <laughs> the people are beautiful, but the, <laughs> the animals want to. Eat. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. right. Always out to catch yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. We've learned wow. to survive. Don't worry for everyone who's listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cool. Thanks so much for that, Caroline. That's a, yeah. really, a really interesting topic. Yeah, yeah I love it that. Fun. It was fun. Yeah. Cool, cool. Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show 
Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash Oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest.